How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. This guy is a machine. All he does is work out and pick winners. Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. Oregon's down by 12. They're on a 45-yard line with no timeouts. Oregon's got an All-American field goal kicker. Why didn't somebody tell me? Chicago Sports Betting Show. Touchdown, Ohio State. There are some folks who are celebrating and others who are saying, you've got to be kidding. You kind of know what I'm thinking about. Over or under? Under would be the key word. Bet with an edge. He'd find out the kind of inside stuff nobody else knew, and that's what he put his money on. He even figured out the different bounce you got off the different kinds of wood they used on college basketball courts, you know? Early odds with Joe Ostrowski. A friend of mine is very smart, said I've been very lucky with gambling. I've never won. Saturday mornings on 670 The Score and the Radio.com app. We're eight days away from the big game and a big show coming your way this morning. Professional better Simon Hunter will jump on in a few minutes to share his tips for betting Super Bowl props. Eli Herskovich has his favorite college basketball plays of the day and some NBA chatter involving multiple Bulls trade rumors. Broadcasting live from the Score Hyundai Studios presented by your local Hyundai dealers. Big announcement this week if you're into the type of content I bring you each and every week here on Early Odds. Dropped some hints last week, but there wasn't an official announcement at the time, so I couldn't really get into it. I am now part of a sports betting network. I'm not leaving. This fine company has made a substantial commitment to the sports betting space by launching the Bet Network. My old show, Bet Sweats. It's been rebranded. It is now called BetQL Daily and expanded from two to three hours. Runs weekdays now, 9 a.m. to noon. The other show on the network is You Better You Bet with my guys Nick Costos and Ken Barkley, 3 to 7 p.m. The big change for you is a longer show. That's it. More content. For you guys, more sports betting conversation. So if you consume bet sweats via podcasts in the past, there's just more of it. And it's called BetQL Daily. That's a big difference. If you want to listen live, it's 9 a.m. to noon. You can continue to do so via the radio.com app or watch us radio.com slash BetQL dash daily. If you want to see me hanging out in my office, it airs live in Denver and Los Angeles but it's still a digital show. Pod links, video clips available on our show Twitter account at BetQL Daily. At BetQL Daily. 
The old BetSweats account just became at BetQL Daily. Follow us. Leave us five stars on iTunes if you enjoy the content. Basically, the message is we're getting bigger and better. Thanks to Phil Rosenthal. He wrote about it midweek over in the Tribune. Check that out. Uh, so when you hear me discussing BetQL Daily, that's what it is. My new weekday show on the Radio.com app, 9 a.m. to noon. Early odds, not going anywhere, as you can tell. And you'll still be able to catch me at night when we don't have play-by-play and I'm able to do it. I always mention when I'm on the air and give you direct links to the audio via Twitter. Here's another Twitter account for you to follow, at Joe0670, if you aren't already doing so, at Joe0670. I think that's enough self-promotion. We good there? All right, good. Uh, Super Bowl, eight days away. You guys need some prop intel. So let's go out to the Alpamonte Nissan hotline, Alpamonte Nissan in Melrose Park on North Avenue or APNissan.com. Earlier on in the football season, we had Simon Hunter on the show, NFL pro better. He co-hosts the favorites podcast with Chad Millman. He's available on Twitter at Simon Hunter, T-A-N. A bunch of people love the conversation, so I figured why not? Kind of like a Super Bowl prop primer. Let's bring Simon back on the show to give the people an idea of what they should be doing. Simon Hunter here on Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski, Sports Radio 670, The Score. Simon, are you kind of relieved the end is in sight or does it never end? You're always hunting for value as a better. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely, uh, I'm ready for vacation for sure. It's It's <laughs> been a long season. It starts for most pros, myself included, the season really starts in March. I mean, we'll, we can talk about, I, I make a couple of futures right after the Super Bowl. Either that night I'll go cash tickets and whatever I take from that, I can roll over some of it onto different futures for the following season, or I'll just hit some books online because most of these books are going to limit a thousand right after the Super Bowl, just because they don't need the exposure because they're, they're just like everyone else. They really don't know what's going to happen with free agency, mm-hmm. but definitely this season, I usually do a month. Um, like last year I did a month. I went to Hawaii this year. I'm just doing about, two and a half, three weeks uh, in the West End in Jamaica. So it's going to be a nice break, uh, much needed, but definitely always keeping my eye on the NFL, even when I'm away. Where'd you go in Hawaii? Uh, I've, I've been there a couple of times. So last year I did Maui, and uh, yeah. I don't know if any of your listeners have the time or the money, but it's definitely worth the experience. Where It is pricey, man, but it's, it's, it's worth the money. Where you land somewhere and you're still somehow in America – but you're in the middle of a jungle and you're expecting to see dinosaurs everywhere. It's just a really <laughs> tropical foreign place. And I, I told my friends, if you're going to go, you, you want to go during whale season. I went right last year, right after the Super Bowl. So I think it was like February 3rd or 4th. And you, you might see about 10,000 whales in your a week stay there. So it's pretty incredible. Well, that's why I asked. I went once and you're right. It's expensive to get there. And once you're there, It's also expensive to just be there from day to day. But I went on my honeymoon. It was half in Maui, half in Kauai. And um, I don't know that I'm ever going back, but I hope I do one day. That's that's how awesome it is there. Love, love, love Hawaii. Oh, hey, we're certainly not the first people to say that. So let's start with these prop bets before we get into the futures. And it feels like there's a lot of value with futures, like it's the NBA. There's going to be so much movement with the quarterbacks. But... I think your average sports better bets on Sunday uh, gets excited for the Super Bowl. They're, they'll bet the side and or the total and do a bunch of prop bets. 
but it can also be so overwhelming. We've got all the normal in-game stuff and then times it by a hundred because it's a Super Bowl. And then, of course, there's the novelty entertainment stuff with the anthem and the halftime show and the Gatorade, all that fun stuff. If someone asks you, Simon, where do I start? What do you say? And where do they start for props? Where do I start to even focus to start to (laughs) sit down and just start studying up to figure out where to attack these? Because there's literally hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of options. Oh yeah, that's what I was gonna say. If you're if you're if you're looking at where I could tell someone to start with props, it's it's so hard because it is just so overwhelming. You have thousands of different options of different things you can bet on. But my main advice for people, even do this just in regular betting in any sport, if you don't have a system or anything that you use, just write down what you think the game would be. So write down a score of the game, and then you pick the sides and you look at the total. And if you think it's gonna be a high scoring game you just have to take over in these props and especially different player props. And if you're trying to start on props, I would say just do fun long shot ones because more often than not weird things are going to happen in the Super Bowl, and these props are going to come through and we can dive right on. And my favorite one to do every year. And it's really weird is field goal or extra point hit to, to hit any bar. So it can hit the crossbar, it can hit the sidebar and this, to bet yes, it's plus four hundred right now in DraftKings. <laughs> what? That's I nice. know. I, I love I love weird props like that. But more often than not, these guys, especially lately, they, they hit the post. Even if it goes in and hits the bar, that still counts plus four hundred. So it's a good number. I love that one. Uh, and anything else that you want to share with the early odds audience? Oh uh, yeah, uh, we can go. You want me to go all the way through them? I can't just run through them real quick. Oh yeah, uh, for I'd love that. For another weird one with its long shot odds is a safety. It's plus 800 this year. I don't love it. It's not as much as I usually love in other years where, like, you know, you could have Jared Goff or a different QB that we just think's a little not as smart as Mahomes or Tom Brady, more likely to take a sack in the end zone or his first safety. But we've just seen time and time again weird things happen in the Super Bowl. So at 800 to 1, that means you have to hit it once every eight years. So I like I like the value on that play. Uh Either team two-point conversion is, yes, plus 230 right now in DraftKings, which I thought was really good odds, where both these teams, if the numbers just get a little weird, if someone misses an extra point or anything, one of these teams will go for two. And especially if one of these teams get down, we both know these coaches like the gamble, Andy Reid, and it just feels like really good value for getting two to one for your money on it. either team going for two. So I love that one, too, plus two, 230. All right, field goal to hit any bar, safety, and two-point conversion. So, Simon, over the years, I've heard a lot of sharper bettors say, what you want to do with the Super Bowl is you, you want to find value and bet no's and bet unders. It sounds like you don't agree with that. That's just if, like, you're doing what I do, if you're betting all 100, I would say you really do want 60% of your bets to be on no and unders. That, that is good advice with this stuff. But like what I just gave out, those were long shot ones where like I can give you ones that aren't great odds where like longest TD uh, over 45 and a half yards. It's minus uh, 114. I love that for this game where we, we've seen with Tom Brady, he loves taking deep shots, especially in the playoffs. And we've seen this matchup where Tyreek Hill, I, I forget the number it was, it might have been 250 yards receiving against uh, the Buccaneers, but we just saw him burn them a lot. And if you're telling me all he has to do is catch one 
on his side of the field at the 35 or the 40 and take it the distance and that they'll catch that bet. I, I love that one. And another one that doesn't have great juice is it's it's a weird bet because it's a first half bet, but uh, I, I like usually to skew towards the under in the first half. I just think there's a lot of jitters. Even for guys that have been there before, it's still – it's the Super Bowl, and they just know how much it means to legacy, both these guys. So for the first half right now, they have over one-and-a-half field goals at minus 125. I love that bet. I just see both these offenses be able to move it, but then getting shut down in the red zone. So over one-and-a-half, minus 125 is a good one. And another really random one, uh, this will be my last one that I love for props, is – the total players to complete a pass over two and a half plus 250. So it's basically open for a trick play that gets completed and it's plus 250. And like we talked earlier, I, I just, I think these, both these offenses, the way they are, they're willing to do fun and different things like that. And I think in a Super Bowl, that's a great way to shift momentum. So more often than not, teams run these kind of plays. So I really like that bet. With Simon Hunter. He's an NFL pro better. Follow him on Twitter at Simon Hunter, T-A-N. And Simon, to your point about under in the first half, I'd have to look up the exact numbers, and uh, I'll do that this week as we get prepped for the Super Bowl. But uh, a, a popular one among a lot of betters that just seems to keep on hitting is that there will be more points in the second half than the first half. I would tell people for the rest of your life, that's just a bet you you should make every Super Bowl. I've been right. doing it now for about 10 years. And yeah, I, I don't know the exact number either, but I bet you it is like seven to three or eight to two. It's really skewed where we've just seen it time and time again. Even if a team like the Eagles and Patriots game, I, I think they might have had uh, might have been 35 points in the first half, which sounds like crazy. Like that's that's going to be tough to overtake in the second half. They end up scoring like 41 in the second half. So even when these teams score a lot in the first half, they still score even more in the second half. We've just seen it where they come out slow and they are able to use the half half hour break in between when the whole concert's going on to really make adjustments on offense. And I love that bet. I'm, I'm glad more pros are talking about that because I think that's something the public hasn't really caught on to over the years because usually the juice isn't that bad. No, but this year it's going to be bad. I think people are really going to bet that one up. Yep. I think uh, you're right on that one. So how many props have you bet? You just rattled off eight for our listeners. How many have you bet so far? And by the time we get to kick off, how many do you think you'll have in action? <laughs> uh, it's hard. It's hard to say. I, I definitely have over a hundred right now. Cause right when they put them up, you just run through it real quick and you're just trying to find value on numbers you think are going to move against that the public will either come on that you agree with the public on, or just that you think pros will come on that number and it'll move it down. So I, I would say most books put them out mm, Thursday night or like three, three, four in the morning and you just jump on it. So I, like I had my alarm set to wake up this morning and check a couple of different ones, but uh, I'll go to AC this weekend. I'll probably do another probably four or 500. And it, it all depends too, because I, I had a really good run last year with uh, these props in the Super Bowl, And it just, it's, it's one of those where it's like, man, am I going to have back-to-back -back years of just being spot on? Cause last year I was just so down on the, I was so on the under where people are really heavy on the 49ers because their offense was so good in the chiefs. And I just thought these are two guys that have never played a Super Bowl. There's just going to be a ton of jitters. And we saw that. I think the final score is uh, – I'd have to look again, but 
it, at one point it was like 24 to 20. Uh, so I just think this year we just have two very experienced quarterbacks where I just feel comfortable taking a lot of over in these props because I just think there'll be a lot of points. With all these prop bets going, are you going to be betting on the side and or total? Yeah, I, I like we talked earlier, I had a, a, a couple thousand out on the Buccaneers to win the Super Bowl at a really good odds. So if I had just let that ride, I'd have been in an amazing position. But I didn't I didn't believe I didn't believe in Tom Brady first year. Um, so I've been hedging all along the way. So basically, I took a, a decent amount uh, of money and put a position on the Chiefs where no matter what, I'll make over a little over 25,000 and for my personal system, what I'm looking at and what I bet I, I took the Buccaneers money line and I took uh, the over because I, I just think it's one of these games where it is. I love Patrick Mahomes. I love everything about that offense and how incredible they are, but is it too much to ask Mahomes to have his left tackle and his right tackle out against what we know is one of the best D lines on football in the Buccaneers. And, you could say whatever you want about that Eagles game. We saw what happened eventually. The Eagles got to Tom Brady, and they got a strip sack in the Super Bowl, and that's what decided that game. And I think we might be in the same position where the D-line for the Buccaneers is what skews this game. So I, I do. I do like the Buccaneers side, and I think that if you if you believe in it, don't even take the three and a half. Just take the money line with the Buccaneers. All right. Good stuff there from Simon Hunter. What about after the Super Bowl? There's going to be – some incredible value out there because Watson's going somewhere. Stafford's going somewhere. Maybe some other quarterbacks like Matt Ryan, some other starters that we are not expecting to be moved. They're going to be uh, playing for a different team is the best time to find value on the Super Bowl futures board right after the Super Bowl. hundred percent. You can even bet them right now if you want to, um, I just like doing it because it's like I turn a page on this past season. I've already made one bet so far. It was the Panthers. They hung them at uh, 90 to one to win the Super Bowl next year. And I took it a simple fact that if Watson did choose to go there, I, I would love the value of him on that offense. But I'm going to be really, really locked in with just the sports media. Adam Schefter, I'll keep his alerts on, especially in this <laughs> offseason, because it's going to it's gonna be earth-shattering when he releases that information because it's one of those where I'm going to ask around, especially the guys in the desert. I'll try to hear what they're hearing and different things like that. But they're pretty good at keeping these things under wraps. I mean, I heard a little bit of whispers about the Brady and the Buccaneers, but at that point, the lines had already moved. I think they're already down to 40-1 to one at that point or 35-1. to one. So it's it's tough beating the books on these things because they they they're paying people to find that information as well, uh, so they don't get caught by these these guys hitting these numbers. But just looking early on here, I think uh, you want to look at like the kind of situations where all the all the team really needs is a quarterback to make a difference. And I've seen Miami thrown out there a lot. I like that too. That's an interesting play, but. Like me and you talked off air, the 49ers, we know that they have everything in place and they're just a quarterback away. So that's a very intriguing one where they have very good odds right now. And we know that when that D-line is healthy on that team, they're incredible. And we've seen the speed on their offense that this year, heck, man, they won games. No one really believed in them. They, they didn't have a quarterback. They were winning games with a third string quarterback. So we know the pieces are there and all they're missing is a quarterback and we've seen them make it to a Super Bowl. So I, I do like your call on the 49ers there. It's a good one. 
What I like there, Simon, is Panthers and Niners. You're also mentioning a couple spots where uh, there's some good play callers too. So once you get that quarterback, you have a lot of trust in the offense. That's the biggest thing too, because I've had some people ask me about the Jets. They're they're at 101 right now. I just don't know if I can trust the the Jets yet because I don't really know much about their offensive coordinator. So to me, it's they're missing a couple of pieces as well on offense. We know that they're they're in a rebuild mode. So for teams like that that are crazy long shots, I still don't like that. But a team like Washington, who's also just a quarterback away, if, at some books, if you see them at 40 to one, uh, 50 to one, that's a good bet as well. Where they do have some assets and they've been able to make some moves, and maybe Stafford does end up there. And, I like that where I might not believe totally in Stafford because he honestly hasn't thrown for 40 touchdowns in I think about 10 years, but we know that he is a pretty good quarterback. And if he's with that defense in Washington, man, that, that would be a pretty Mm -hmm. nice combo there. No doubt. It never stops in this racket. Simon Hunter, NFL pro better co-host of favorites podcast with Chad Millman at Simon Hunter tan on Twitter. Simon, I'm sure Eli will be annoying you later in the week. Uh, so you can jump on BetQL Daily with myself and Ross Tucker uh, a couple days before the Super Bowl and we can talk even more props. Yeah, but I can't wait to break it all down next week, man. Yeah, man. These sharps do not waste any time for the Super Bowl. They don't wait until the week of. Eh, been about 100 props so far. Going to be a lot more. <laughs> From the gridiron. To the hardwood, Eli Herskovich has his college hoops plays for today and Bulls trade rumors already. Next on Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski, 670 The Score in the Radio.com app. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there. To-
to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Thank you for listening to Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski on Sports Radio 670. The score Saturdays, 8 to 9 a.m. Also listen on the radio.com app. Eli Hershkovich is the executive producer of my new show, but it's not a new show. It just has a new name. It's been rebranded. It's BetQL Daily. You may know it as BetSweats. Uh, it's expanded an hour. Went from two to three hours this past week. And Eli has some breaking news, so I figured why not just bring him on the show? We can get some college basketball picks from him, so let's do that now. Here is Eli Herskovich. Follow him on Twitter by his name. Again, the EP of BetQL Daily. He's our Radio.com college hoops expert. And uh, Eli, the people have been waiting. What is this breaking news that you have as we're transitioning out of the football season? First ever BetQL college basketball podcast. So coming up later today at 10 a.m., I'll be broadcasting on Twitter with my guy, Thomas Casali, the managing editor of sports betting over at radio.com sports and BetQL, breaking down the college basketball card for 30 minutes. So that's live on Twitter at BetQL app on Twitter and the BetQL page on Facebook. That'll turn into a podcast. And then we're also hosting another podcast on Tuesdays, breaking down the Tuesday and Wednesday college basketball card. It's called BetQLU and excited to finally have my own college basketball podcast. Wait, what do you mean on Twitter? There's going to be a live video feed. Where exactly do you get this again? Yes, live video feed on Twitter at BetQL app. And you could watch the show live. I'll be broadcasting from my mom's house where I'm still staying at because <laughs> I've yet to get my own place since I moved back to Philly, which is another story for another day. And Thomas Casali will, will be broadcasting with a pink wall right behind him. So should make for uh, quite the setup. You know me too well. That was my next question. <laughs> where are you going to be broadcasting from your, your old bedroom in your mom's house? And you're like, yep, let me just throw it out there. So Joe doesn't embarrass <laughs> me a little bit. That's exactly what you're going to be doing. Okay. So every Saturday, it starts today, less than two hours away from right now, 10 a.m. You're going to be on Twitter at BetQL app. Look up that account and you'll see the live feed there for the upcoming games, a, a full breakdown every single Saturday. And then you guys are also going to be doing a fresh podcast every Tuesday, right? Exactly. And that Saturday podcast, the live podcast on Twitter turns into a podcast too. So if people missed it, if they want to catch up and maybe check out some of the breakdown for a, a late game on a Saturday night, you could do that as well. So two podcasts, one live video feed at BetQL app on Twitter for the live video feed on Saturdays at 10 a.m. Perfect. Um, so check it out today and then check it out every single Saturday. That is when Eli has the most plays all week. Typically, it's one per day. But when you get to Saturday, you'll see four or five picks from our guy, Eli Herskovich. And Eli uh, let me know that there's two games this afternoon he really likes. Eli, let's start with third-ranked Villanova and Seton Hall going at it at 2.30 today. Yeah, this is a great spot for Seton Hall. I usually target, especially when we get into the latter part of conference play or middle of it, you can get some good situational spots. And Seton Hall is coming off three losses in their last four games. Their last one, they had a 16-point lead in the second half against Creighton. Creighton shot really well in the second half to come back and win that game and cover 
believe that line was closed at around two and a half. So they covered and won the game by four. Huge game for Seton Hall. And they're getting Bryce Aiken, probably an uptick in minutes. He's a Harvard transfer, was out for different portions of the season, but a big piece for this team, played 21 min- minutes against Creighton, and he could produce a a, a big uh, scoring output for the Seton Hall team if they're able to get out in transition. And you go back to one of these losses, Joe, I mentioned three or four losses for the Pirates. One of them came against Villanova, a two-point loss. Villanova was around a nine, nine-and-a-half-point favorite in that game, closed around that number. Mamu Kalishvili, Sandro Mamu Kalishvili, Seton Hall's big, had a, a big performance down low, 23 points, eight boards, five assists, point forward from that front court spot for the Pirates. If he's able to control things down low and from that free throw line area, Villanova decides to go zone a little bit. Sandro can operate from that spot. I think Seton Hall's offense is dangerous again in this sort of a matchup. The market has adjusted, even though, again, it's at Seton Hall. So the line isn't going to be nine, nine and a half on the road for the Wildcats. It's sitting at around four, four and a half. I think you're getting value with the Pirates to cover around two possessions in a loss and also obviously have a shot to win the game outright. I like the Pirates uh, to cover this game as a dog. All right. Eli on the dog hall against third ranked Villanova. And at 3 o'clock, there's number 16, Florida State, facing off against Georgia Tech. Yeah, another rematch game and another good situational spot, this time for Georgia Tech. Losers of two in a row. They lost by two to Virginia. And the Who's needed a a second-half comeback to win that game outright. And then the Duke game, a big free-throw disparity for Duke and Georgia Tech. So not saying Duke got some calls, but they got some calls uh, on Tuesday night against Georgia Tech. So I think you're getting some value with uh, Georgia Tech against a Florida State team that is due for regression from the three-point line. They're shooting around 38% from three on the season, but then you go to conference play, and FSU is shooting 42% from three. So I expect FSU to dip a little bit, and you look at their last three games, games or so blowouts all blowouts a 13 point win over Louisville on the road a a 19 point win over Clemson I was on the wrong side of that last Saturday and then a 22 point win over Miami so maybe a little bit of a, a spot where Georgia Tech can catch Florida State and maybe the Seminoles will be off from three, which I expect them to be regression-wise. Even though Georgia Tech doesn't have a, a an elite three-point defense, the Yellow Jackets, I still think FSU sees a dip in that department. And also, Florida State, maybe their biggest uh, concern offensively is turnovers, averaging just around a 20% turnover clip this season. Georgia Tech can turn you over with those guards, DeVoe, and the rest of that backcourt, Alvarado. And then you look at on the other side of the floor, Georgia Tech wants to shoot the three. They shoot it just under 38%. FSU, that's the biggest defensive liability, is defending from behind the arc. So uh, it's tough to fade Florida State. I totally understand that the way they're playing of late, but this is one of those sell-high, buy-low spots coming off of two straight losses for Georgia Tech, where I think you're getting value over a possession as a dog. Georgia Tech, Seton Hall, that's where I cut off Eli Herskovich because we don't need him on the air here ranting and raving about the inability to bet on Illinois, Iowa last night here in our fine state of Illinois, <laughs> legally at least, at least legally. Eli Herskovich, make sure you check out BetQLU. You can find the video on Twitter at BetQL app and subscribe to his brand new podcast with Tom Casali. Eli, best of luck with the new pod, with the new video stream uh, going on every single Saturday. And I'm sure we'll have you uh, on many times in the future here on Early Odds. Thanks, Jeff. 
Two college basketball plays from our very own college hoop savant, Eli. All right, some NBA notes. Ian Begley, an NBA insider out of New York. Yesterday, Begley reports that the Knicks continue to keep an eye on Zach Levine for a potential trade. He states that this started back in the summer. Same thing with the Nets. They added James Harden, so Brooklyn obviously out on Levine. The Knicks just so happen to own five ones over the next three drafts. How about another Bulls rumor? Former Suns GM Ryan McDonough, now with Radio.com, joins me every week on BetQL Daily, weekdays 9 a.m. to noon. Subscribe to the podcast. Lonzo Ball's name keeps getting mentioned in trade rumors. Here McDonough tells us why that's the case, and he throws out the Bulls as a potential landing spot for Ball. Take a listen. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you asked that. You, I, I had to put that on my Twitter. I, I call it the front office translator. Um, Chom Charania from The Athletic uh, had, I'll just read the, the sentence from his article the other day. I uh, said, New Orleans has been receiving calls about the availability of Lonzo Ball and J.J. Redick and has shown an openness to discussing trades around both with interested teams. Uh, and when I translated that to me, and guys, after 15 years in NBA front offices with the Boston Celtics and Phoenix Suns, is that um, New Orleans, you know, would quote like to trade these, those guys? So please make us better offers. <laughs> that's that, that's what it is. You, you know, any, anytime. Look, if if you actually just want to trade a player, uh, especially players that have interest around the league, as as Lonzo Ball and, and JJ Redick do at, at different levels, you can just do that quietly and at, at any time. Obviously, the offers are better and, and the deals are, are, are consummated um, traditionally right before the deadline. And the trade deadline this year, as a reminder, is on March 25th. So we're still a few months out. Um, but but if, if you're not getting great offers or if you would like to spur some activity and, and get people to, you know, maybe call you a little bit more or have interested teams think, uh, think there is a heightened sense of urgency around those players, what you do is put out something like this through the media. It's like, look, uh, they're receiving calls. Uh, they're open to trading those guys at the right price. And uh, that's why I jokingly put up there that uh, I think New Orleans' thought process is, look, you know, we will trade Lonzo Ball and J.J. Redick. We've had some discussion uh, among uh, around those guys. I, I think a lot of it, guys, was probably generated from New Orleans, making outgoing calls to other teams. And uh, basically all that means is, um, you know, getting the word out that those guys are available. And so to the other 29 teams, if you have any interest in Redick, uh, Ball, or another name, uh, you know, who's definitely on the market as well as Eric Bledsoe. If you have interest in one of those three guys or a combination of those, those guys, give us a call because we're open for business. So what is the Pelicans' issue, Ryan, while we're talking about them? What is their issue, and what does that mean for Zion long-term? Yeah, a num- number of issues on, on both ends of the court. And unfortunately, if you're a fan of the Pelicans, uh, they're, they're currently 6-10. and 10. Um, They are 14th in, in the Western Conference. Only Minnesota has been worse. Uh, the numbers don't look that bad, guys. When I look at the point differential, they're only a minus 1.9. Uh, historically, teams in that range are closer to 500 than you know, 6 and 10, and it's still early. Uh, but they have a number of issues at both ends of the court. Uh, offensively, they just don't have the shooting on the perimeter. Uh, Lonzo Ball and J.J. Redick have both really struggled. and, and In fact, Ball is having one of the worst shooting uh, seasons in NBA history for a guy with that volume of attempts. Uh, Redick, as you guys know, has been uh, arguably you know, among the best shooters in the league for the last 10 to 15 years. Um, he's really struggled with the shooting. And, and when J.J. doesn't make shots, he's not uh, nearly as effective as a player. That, that's the strength of his game. Uh, and then Bledsoe has struggled as well. Uh, so that's it offensively, and that hurts the spacing uh, for their two young stars, Zion Williamson and Brendan Ingram. 
And then defensively, guys, um, you, you know, I, I've seen some concerning things from not not only from the team, but from Zion in particular. I mean, he's a he's a freak athlete. Everybody gets excited uh, with the highlight dunks and blocks and his explosiveness. And I, and I do, too. I think he's going to be a phenomenal player. Um, but there are a lot of things he needs to learn defensively as far as technique, uh, getting in a defensive stance, as far as uh, defensive rotations, giving second efforts things like that. Some of the nuances of the game, he's, you know, he's still young, but he is lacking in those areas and he's not the only one on new Orleans. So uh, they, they brought in an old school uh, hard nosed coach and Stan Van Gundy, who's defensive minded. So I think you'll see some improvement there as the year goes on. Uh, currently new Orleans is ranked 23rd on the defensive end. Again, they're young, but uh, I think they need to add more shooting offensively and then get more solid and hold their young players accountable on the defensive end of the court. With Ryan McDonough, the host of the Radio.com NBA show, this is the bet. Joe Ostrowski, Ross Tucker here. I want to follow up on Lonzo a little bit because he's the big name that a lot of people are talking about right now. And you just went over some of the regression that we're seeing from Lonzo Ball in year number four. New coach, some changes down there. But uh, if you were looking to add right now, would you be looking at Lonzo Ball? Or, or would there be alarm bells going off year four regression? I don't like what I'm seeing in his development. Well, I, I like the player and I like the talent, Joe. I think it would depend on the situation, you know, which front office I was in and, and the timeline of that franchise. Uh, for example, uh, we have a lot of Chicago-based folks on uh, Radio.com and, and, and BetUL. Um, if I was with the Bulls, I, I'd be interested in Lonzo Ball. Um, because I, I think he's what they need, a, a playmaking point guard. I, I love Kobe White shooting and scoring ability. Um, but, you know, I, I think that's the biggest hole for Chicago long term. Um, but, but the challenge there, guys, is Lonzo Ball is going to be a free agent this offseason. So if you have salary cap space uh, with his struggles, his market in terms of the dollars and years he will get has obviously gotten down. Um, so you may be able to get him in free agency. Uh, however, if you trade for him now, you control that, right, as a team. And so if, if the price is right, if the ask isn't too high for Lonzo Ball, uh, you could trade for him and then, uh, you know, make a determination over the last few months of the season as far as how he plays in your uniform, how well he fits or doesn't fit with the rest of the pieces in your roster, and then decide to, to either give him a new contract in free agency or if you want to see what the market is, you could let him get an offer sheet somewhere else and then decide to, to match or pass on the offer sheet. Uh, so I still like the talent. Uh, I like the way he was trending a year ago, guys. And then I don't know what happened during the hiatus. As you guys know, it impacted everybody differently uh, when the league shut down from March to July. And unfortunately for Lonzo Ball, coming out uh, of the, the hiatus going into the Orlando bubble, he really struggled shooting the basketball in Orlando. And unfortunately for Lonzo and the Pelicans, those struggles have been continued this season. Former general manager and current Radio.com insider Ryan McDonough says the Bulls should be intrigued by adding the Pelicans' Lonzo Ball. That would be fascinating. Jim Miller joins me next. Can he get us another winner? It's been on a roll. Follow me on Twitter, at Joe0670, at Joe0670. This is Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski, Saturdays, 8 to 9 a.m. on 670 The Score and the Radio.com app. here on this Saturday morning, Sports Radio 670 The Score. My name's Joe Ostrowski, and we bring in our buddy Jim Miller 
from Hawthorne Racecourse around this time every single week. He gave you another winner among the horses last week. Let's uh, see if he has another ticket for us to cast. That's a nice run for you, Jim. I think uh, we've given the people some winners last couple weekends. Yeah, yeah. We've gone three weeks in a row with some winners, and Nick's goal in the Pegasus World Cup was ultra impressive last week. So that was really a nice one to get the job done. And you know what? You're seeing the Derby preps now, Joe, and with the traditional return, to the first Saturday in May for the Kentucky Derby. It really is going to heat up over the course of the next few weeks. So, so much going on in sports. You got the big cane coming up in just a week from now, but a lot of big horse races are going to come up over the course of the next few months too. Well, before we get to the Super Bowl and the winner that you talked about on this show in the NFC title game, what do we like in the horses today? All right, for the horses today, there's three races you want to look at. First, go to Oaklawn Park, race five, bet the three-horse coach to win. This is a prep for the Kentucky Oaks. This could be one of the top three-year-old females in the country. Then go to Gulfstream Park, race 11, bet the four-horse amount across the board, making just a second lifetime start and should be really good. And then Santa Anita, race seven, bet the three, Parnelli across the board, 12 to one in the morning line. I think that's a bad line, Joe. I think if you can get that price, it's going to be some pretty good value. All right, perfect. We got those down. And Jim... I was getting tweets last Sunday during the title game. MVS, MVS, you, talk, you talked about points betting MVS, and yep. we went over why that it was a good play because of the upside and the deep shots that Rodgers was taking with Scantling. Yeah, and the thing that was amazing, Joe, is you talk about the risk-reward factor with points betting, and it really showed with Valdez Scanlon. That number was 39.5 for the over, and he's a guy that we talked about. He could be an all-or-nothing type of guy, but when he's all, it just takes one play. His very first catch of the game goes for a 50-yard touchdown. So then you're, you're already in the money. Then it's just how much you're going to make. He ended up with four catches, 115 yards. So you think about it. Your exposure on the bottom end would have been zero. You go up to the 115, you could have made a really nice return on him. And I, I really thought that he was going to have a good, solid game. And, and it turned out to pay off for us rather nicely. Certainly did. Uh, we've got a little over a week still away from Super Bowl. Uh, 55, weird to say. Yeah. As soon yeah. as you say 55, the first thing you think of, it's been 35 years since the Bears won one. But uh, Super Bowl 55, any early leans? Well, here's the thing that I find really interesting, Joe, is you look at what the line on the game was. Some places opened up at Kansas City minus three and a half. Others opened up at KC minus three. It seems like minus three is about the number right now. But here's the thing. If you want to points bet it, and you like a team, and I love Kansas City. I think they're going to win big in the Super Bowl. The points betting total is only minus three and a half. Now, if you want to points bet it at, at, say, five bucks a point or 10 bucks a point, and they end up winning by a couple of touchdowns, that's going to be a nice return. So my points betting play is going to be on Kansas City there. The number is minus three and a half right now, and you can play it right now. And then here's the question for you. Out of the realm MVP possibility – I saw the odds that they've been anywhere from plus 6,600 to plus 10,000. What about McCole Hardman? This is a guy that saw a 50-yard run last week. He had a receiving catch. He's a guy that returns kicks. What if he sprouts with a huge day just for a small amount of money? You could get a ginormous return. Okay, now your point on the points betting angle, I like, because it is so hard. Let's say you like Kansas City big, 
And to pick one of those derivatives, uh, Jim, uh, KC to win by 7 to 10 or KC to win by 10 to 13. Those are so hard to land. You might hit it right and you pick 10 to 13, but then they end up winning by two touchdowns. Then that's a losing bet for you. So I I think that's that's an intriguing angle there. Uh, MVP, a non-quarterback MVP. It's happened a few times over the last handful of years. Here's the issue. You mentioned Miko Hardman, and I understand yep. your angle. If the Bucs win this game, I don't see any way Tom Brady does not get it in his 10th Super Bowl where he's not named the Super Bowl MVP. I had a James White ticket a few years ago. Three touchdowns was not enough for him to get right. the Super Bowl MVP. Right, true. So, so if the Bucs are winning, Brady's 100% getting it. I do think there's an outside chance that Mahomes does not get it if the Chiefs win. The question is, how many points do they end up scoring? Because all all the yards through the air are coming from Mahomes, so that's going to pile up, and he's going to be around 300 yards. Are the voters really going to say that Mahomes is not the dude? I would go defensive player, and it would be a defensive player that would probably have to score a touchdown because that's what we've seen or just have a miraculous game like Von Miller when he was the MVP or we saw, I believe it was Malcolm Smith. He was a Seahawks linebacker. He was able to do it, uh, forcing multiple turnovers. I have a tough time seeing Hardman, but I respect sure. I respect your angle there. And I think you're on the right side here with Kansas City. And if there's going to be a side that doesn't have a quarterback winning, it is the Chiefs. It's just it's always so difficult to land on that. We we always see the quarterback right. getting the MVP award, and it feels like we usually see the quarterback getting the Super Bowl MVP award. Yeah, and that's true. And here's the thing, though, that's so much fun with it, Joe, is we're a week out from the game. There's like 50 players out there that yeah. you can look to for MVP possibilities. And the really cool thing about it, Joe, is this is our first Super Bowl with legalized sports betting here in the state of Illinois. Look at the options out there. In the past, it was okay. You can pick a line or you can pick a total. Maybe you can parlay it, and that was it. Now you get in-game betting. You get live betting. You get all the props, all the player props. It's insane. I I love the fact that this is legal here in the state of Illinois, and I think so many people are going to pounce on it in their first Super Bowl in the state. Jim, can't wait to talk to you about your favorite Super Bowl props next Saturday. You got it. Thanks, Joe. I'm going to have a lot of them for you, buddy. Jim Miller over at Hawthorne Racecourse joins us on a weekly basis here on Early Odds. If you miss professional better Simon Hunter on Super Bowl props or Eli Hershkovich with his college basketball plays earlier this hour, you can use the Rewind feature on the Radio.com app or subscribe to the Early Odds podcast, and it will be up shortly. Since we have a couple of minutes, figured you might be interested in the November sports betting numbers for the state of Illinois. I know. It's late January, almost February. But... These just came out this week. Illinois behind the rest of the country, I guess. What else is new? The November handle was $447 million, up from $434 million in October. So $434 up to $447. A billion dollars with a B has been bet in Illinois since sports betting launched. Obviously, most of that during the football season. For November, the state received a little over $6 million in tax revenue. Keep in mind, we did not have mobile betting until the middle of the summer when we didn't have much sports. If we still had the in-person registration like the lawmakers and casinos, but the lawmakers wanted when they passed the bill, we're not touching any of these numbers. Not even close. 
Right now, for the month of November, we have the fourth highest handle of any state in the country. New Jersey crushing everyone. $936 million handle in November. Nevada, 609. Pennsylvania, third at 491. And Illinois, with that number of $447 million bet in November. I think sports betting is catching on. You think, guys? $3.46 billion. I repeat, $3.46 billion wagered legally nationwide in November. Just wait until these Super Bowl numbers come in. Speaking of that, a blowout Super Bowl special next week here on Early Odds. I'll be talking about it all week on BetQL Daily, Monday through Fridays, 9 a.m. to noon on the Radio.com app, or listen at your convenience by subscribing to the BetQL Daily podcast. BetQL Daily. It's all you got to search. Inside the clubhouse, as you covered with the baseball next, Nolan Arenado, probably a topic of discussion. My name is Joe Ostrowski. Best of luck with your bets and talk later. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.